When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host. And Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 121, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, Do not wait for others to value you, value yourself. And joining me on today's show is Robert Commander. Robert has been a church minister since the early 1980s, and he has pastored a number of churches positively changing church culture. He's also been involved with India for the past 20 years, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars. And at the end of this year, Robert's going to be filming a documentary in India, Elephant in the Room. And that is an initiative to give leaders and CEOs the tools to navigate challenging and difficult terrains. Now on today's show, Robert is going to share confrontation is sometimes necessary for growth. He's gonna talk about people matter and are valuable, as well as tenacity through the tough times and so much more. So welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you. Great to be here. This is my first one, actually. Oh, is it first really? Oh, ever. well, there you go. It's uh, an <laughs> honor that you are on this one and uh, sharing <laughs> yeah. all of your insights. So share with us, how did you get involved uh, in India? You've been doing that for, for 20 years. So ha- what prompted you to, to really go and in, in, in do a ministry there? Was it something through your church that you were involved in, or how did that come about? Yeah, so it, w- it was actually a, a friend that I met uh, probably in the in the uh, early nineties, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually the founder of New India Church of God, which is in India. Yes, and he was just like a friend, and he kept asking and bugging me. He says, "Look, why don't you just come to India? Come to India, mm-hmm. you know, it'll help you, it'll change you." And so I'm thinking, well, I'm busy with church work and mm-hmm. preaching and teaching and so on. So anyway, in uh, 1999. I went there for the first time and it completely changed my life. Like Mm. it completely, like it just altered my whole worldview Mm. on how things were, you know, I began to understand the haves and the have nots, Mm. you know, in this world. Yes. And, you know, yeah. Wow. Does that make sense? So so I I went there and, uh, you know, at his invitation, that's how it started. And Mm. it's been a fantastic, fruitful time. Yes. It's interesting, isn't it, when we start to uh, maybe not walk in someone else's shoes, but we we do life in their community and really see what's happening. We often will take for granted uh, what's what's happening in other parts of the world, 
because of just the things and life that that we end up um, getting into was that the greatest um, you know insight that you got or, or opening your eyes if you will of what was actually going on in India is that the biggest one yeah. of the impacts you're talking about I, I tell you the biggest well it impacted me in two ways mm. firstly it's like you uh, like when you see visions of India on the TV you know yes. like the footage and all that it's very sanitized mm. and very westernized mm -hmm. But when you go over there, it's just, uh, number one, it opens a whole different world. And so it's one thing to actually see something on TV, but it's a completely and totally different uh, dynamic that you're actually over there and see what's going on there and, yes. and to be personally touched. You know, mm. I came back and I just got rid of a whole bunch of stuff, sold a whole bunch of gear, you know, yeah. because my life was so impacted. Yes. The second thing that I learned was that as a minister, I couldn't, preach the way that I did before because I actually went over there and I'm mm. thinking 95% of my sermons it's just not going to work here because mm. a lot of the sermons, uh, sermons to that day or until then were very you know God wants to bless you God wants to do you good you know mm -hmm. material wealth and you know the kind of the bless me kind of thing and that it really rocked me because I'm thinking what do you preach to people who've got nothing yes it just completely yes just completely yes Oh, and I was just having a conversation with uh, someone today, a couple of uh, interviews ago, and she works with uh, young children and a lot of them to empower them. And through that empowerment, she is now uh, encouraging them to come up with various projects and, uh, you know, being able to help uh, children in developing countries. To, to, to them, having fresh water. On standby you know just being able to drink to them that is just in itself exactly. amazing and you think we take that for granted electricity a roof over our head yep. you know a, a safe environment just the the standard things that we just assume um, are normal for some is is the goal in life to have that and we realize just how blessed we are and yet you speak to some of them that the, there is a real in a, even the way that they speak, and I'm sure you had this too, uh, that uh, they praise as well, even with so little. And you think, gosh, the oh. things that we complain about on a daily basis, it's, you know, compares nothing to what they, and yet they're singing and praising uh, yeah. as well. That's the I, kind of impact, yes? Yeah, I, re I remember being in some meetings. So what, what I would do, I would go over there and we'd raise, you know, we'd raise so much money for like building orphanages and so on. But the other thing that I did was I did, um, you know, taught at pastors um, conferences during mm. the day. And then at night we'd have um, night rallies. And we were in, in one particular place and there were people just had nothing. I mean, it was just straw huts and for, for a carpet that used cow dung which wow. they would just press and yes. dry. And that was it. That was their floor. Yeah. But I saw them. And it's still hard to mm -hmm. talk about it because you get so emotional. But I saw these people that had such an incredible joy. And so I'm a Westerner. I've got everything. And I was really, I'm thinking, I wish I had joy like that. Yes. It just so impacted me. And it, yeah, so it just really changed me. Yeah. Uh, you know, it changed everything actually about Christianity, mm -hmm. people, how to deal with people, love people, all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, incredible because now, of course, you're, you've are you continued that relationship for 20 years 
supported yep. and raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for those communities. Yep. And uh, from the things that you hear and see through organisations and people such as yourself who are committing to that, you know, you change one life, um, it impacts the whole community. You 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 share joy uh, by to a child with a gift, and that just impacts them, and it impacts the community. And I think in in those countries, they are very much community minded. Share with us a little bit, if you would, elephant in the room, and then we'll, at the end of the show, we'll uh, invite you to share a little bit more on how people can maybe get involved. There might be opportunities to uh, to contribute for funding, all of that kind of stuff. But elephant in oh, the room, okay. what is that? Uh, documentary going to be about okay so elephant in the room is uh, so that the whole uh the whole business side of it is is tied up in it in the sense that elephant in the room is talking about those things that we don't want to talk about so for mm -hmm. instance i come from holland yes so uh, i remember earlier in my, my christian walk uh it sort of got me into trouble because the dutch are so straight mm -hmm. And whereas the English culture, you know, whether it be Australia, New Zealand or England, they're very similar in that, you know, if there's an elephant in the room, we actually, we know it's there, but we don't want to talk about yes. it. Yes. We kind and of the and go the around it, don't they? But the Dutch, my parents are Dutch, by the way, and it's, it's uh, out there. Are, well, and it's kind of, I can't it. believe you've just said that, mum, or something. And that's just the way it is, isn't it? Oh, so I'm talking to a Dutchie. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what I discovered was that, for instance, we went into churches that, you know, were, were having difficulties. Mm. And the only way we could deal with it is to actually address that elephant. If you mm. don't address the elephant, there's no progress. No. And no. so anyway, so with the India, um, it just came one day, I sort of go out for morning walks and, and uh, just it just sort of dropped into my heart about... Yes filming a documentary because there's lots of churches and businesses that are supporting the work mm -hmm. and uh and it just came to my heart you know to, the uh the tourism industry has got a slogan for india which is incredible india mm. and and it is it, mm. it's an incredible place but it's also it's such an incredible bad place mm. there's so many bad things happening over there or the shortage the the poverty it's just hard to explain mm. just by talking you know you got to see it and smell it yes. you know i remember going to india for the first time and there's all these mums that had their babies you know they would be maybe three days old and indians they're really small so they're mm. petite you know mm. uh, a lot of these mums and they had like three day old and they're knocking on the glass we were sitting in the car in the car park waiting for somebody to come and they were knocking on on the glass and they're going you know we want food mm. and like i'm sitting in there i'm just crying yeah. and i said to the other pastors why don't we just do something you know we've got to yeah. do something he says look once you start they'll they'll just be everywhere mm. so anyway so what i'll be doing is i'll be filming all of that so i'll be filming the beautiful side of india the colors the Taj Mahal, all those areas mm and uh hopefully go to vanasi which is uh, varanasi which is the you know where the, where they do the dipping in the mm -hmm. in the Ganges, which is the most holy place uh, according to their religions in india but then also the the flip side you know where kids live under blue tarps mm -hmm. and where the pigs are just walking like when you see it it just like you go mm. and yes. uh, and then also i'll be interviewing uh dr um uh, he's reverend dr r abram he's kind of uh yeah, he's, he's an amazing guy amazing mm. and i'll be introduced um 
uh, interviewing him mm-hmm. and then also you know doing the ministry filming the ministry filming you know the orphanages they've got uh, uh, teaching women how to sew so mm-hmm. that they can have a living and, and all this sort of stuff. so much happening you know Bible schools technical schools primary high schools all these sort of, sort of things just all yes. be built from nothing you know mm-hmm. so and then I'll be taking that back and then, um, you know, showing the, the various churches, you know, probably have a, a larger piece, which is maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes documentary, and then maybe a small one, you know, they can use mm. their church me- news, yes. things like that. So yeah. maybe one or two minute bite size type of thing. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And, uh, you mm. know, we'll certainly pray at the end of the show uh, for God's continued blessing on, on that uh, yeah. initiative because I think it uh, will be such valuable uh, tools that they can use. But then also sometimes it's that, um, you know, there's so much message uh, in, in the world that sometimes, you know, these messages can get lost, they can get drowned out. So um, we'll share how people can connect with you. But let's talk about confrontation. You say sometimes it's yep. necessary for growth. Share a little bit more about that. Yeah, okay. So uh, a lot of my life, I, when I first came uh, out of Bible school, you know, I was very much involved in pastoring. You know, I'm a musician, mm-hmm. so I, you know, did the music thing and, and pastoring and so on. So um, I, uh, after a certain time, I was an evangelist, so I would travel around. So then we went into churches where I actually must maybe it was an apprenticeship was over mm. and you know the time was for me to become the senior pastor. So we went into churches and right from the get go we went into churches and there's so much debt like we're talking mm. hundreds of thousands. Mm. It, it's like it's, and so I'm just this kid mm. you know, <laughs> that would come in and. I began to discover in all of the churches where we've been to, and all of the churches have actually recovered. So we've completely sorted out the debt mm. and came out in the black. And also the churches have grown. But every single time I've found that the reasons, and it's the same with business, mm. why there's trouble is because people are making certain decisions, certain mindsets, maybe the way they talk, mm. uh, the way they, the, you know, the mindset about how we're going to solve this problem. Mm. There's got to be problems in the first place. So, for instance, I went into one church where there was no pastor. There was a, a group of people. They, they were good people. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the people. But it wasn't going anywhere. And in that particular church, it was like $450,000 debt. Wow. And so they had problems with um, with the town, you know, just the local council issues. ATO issues, all this sort of stuff. My wife gave up her work and she just worked there just to sort out, you know, what the heck was going on there. Yes. And so so we found it's just people's um, decisions mm. and mindsets. So anyway, so the problem is, is, and the challenge is, is that when you have more than one person, that the chances of an elephant in the room just go up ex- exponentially mm. because we've all got different, you know, you've got certain mindset, I've got a mindset and to, to be able to flow together is sometimes difficult. And so when you've got a team mm-hmm. of people that are thinking all differently, you know, people yes. used to come to me and say, oh, we want to do this and do, we want to do this. But I said, but the ship's got to go one way. Mm-hmm. Which way are we heading? And so... I needed to confront some people, you know, not that that I like doing it. I love people, Mm. you know. Yes. And so 
Yeah, so so in answer to your question, confrontation is necessary. Like we don't do it enough in Australia. People do not know how to confront. Mm. I've I've been I'm fifty nine now, mm-hmm. so I've been in ministry since nineteen eighty, and uh, although I'm Dutch and I've kind of had to, you know, just back off a little bit mm. because <laughs> I got in trouble sometimes. <laughs> it was I was just naive, you know. Mm. Um, but the thing is, it's such an important part of of dealing with yes. with people and and going forward either as an organization or as a church or as yes. a business absolutely and i think you know in how we approach confrontation or how we broach the conversation i think can make a huge difference and there's ways forward that everyone can uh, work together if you will and then there, there'll have to be some decisions that are made and, and maybe some people may not necessarily agree with them but as you said for any church or organization business to move forward there has to be that vision and it says in the bible though absolutely people don't have vision they will perish so absolutely. what were, what have been some ways that you found really helpful for people because a lot of us don't like confrontation number one that that's why but as you said if the elephant in the room is not talked about um, the problem will continue to escalate and cause issues such as you know huge debts what have been a couple of things that you've done to approach having that conversation so that thing which we're trying to sweep under the carpet can actually be spoken about and strategies put into place to move forward positively? What are some insights that you can share around that? Yeah, it's it's hard because I don't want to be too too specific, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but like the uh, approach, the way that you could, you know, that have the conversation, yeah, okay. that, well, those kind of things, not the examples okay. of so, but okay. the approaches. Yes. Yeah. I get you. So basically, um, see, my issue always was like earlier on in life, I was just so insecure mm. you know, and, um, you know, a bit of baggage from from my younger years and things like that. And mm-hmm. so you work through that. So, you, you know, I always felt it really difficult to confront. Mm. Once, once I, I learned and, you know, personally grew. And I think that's really important that you've got to be very secure yourself before you can even start to confront. Because when you consider that the people who are actually leading or part of a team, you know, they're a bit intense and Mm. they've got strong feelings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, so that's the first thing I would say is that, you know, the way that I was able to do it successfully is number one, that I learned to be uh, and and I ended up being you know secure in who I was. Mm. So for instance, I could sit. Up, uh, I'll give you an example. So there's one particular person. She was a lovely lady, mm-hmm. and she was part of the you know the board and so on. But she had this thing about titles and ministry and things, you know, and it was just getting in the way. And so we were in some situations where we actually had to make some hard decision as a team, mm. and she just didn't have the you know the the, the you know the ability to actually yes. be a leader so i said look you know let's talk and so we talked about it you know and, and she was upset and, and so on and i said look i said i i, I understand your pain mm. you know and i said there's tissues I, you know just compose yourself but we do need to talk about this mm. uh, because what happens most of the time is that you know we don't want to hurt people and we don't mm. we don't want to hurt people we don't want people to feel on the outer, we don't want to feel people uh, uh, unvalued. Mm-hmm. You know, we want, we value people. So, um, and so we, you know, that's one way that we dealt. 
um, to confront. It's hard. Yes. And that's why I think people don't want to do it because what do you do with a, a lady? So I'm sitting in the office and she's crying. Uh, yes. What do you do? And you can't just say, oh, no, no, it's all right. Let's, no, you've mm. got to say, okay, I, I understand your pain, but we do have to talk about this. Yes. Lots of people do not know how to do it. And no. I've found that that is the only way to go forward, unfortunately. Yeah. I think also, too, you know, when we're in small businesses, we can often have team members that we may hire and we recognise that actually they're not – what they said they were able to do was yeah. not really what they're able to deliver. Yeah. And, you know, the situation that you were in, I mean, in a church environment can sometimes be even more difficult because a lot of it's voluntary, isn't it? Or they might have yes. spearheaded it and then, and then you recognise recognise as a you know, committee that that person doesn't have uh, quite the right skill set to be able to manage that. But you're right, you have to, as a leader of your business or a leader of that um, you know, church organisation or part of the leadership team, have to have that conversation because otherwise it continues to, to um, escalate or de-escalate sometimes and, and not really deliver the results. I think sometimes for everyone, and I love that you talked about everyone is valuable, and it may, may just mean that the skill set that that person has is not placed in the best possible way right. doing yeah. that role. Can we look at other roles that perhaps that they can contribute and better align with, and then once they're there, they can really contribute in a way because it, it, you know each of us has different gifts and, and strengths. Let's talk about people matter and are valuable because I think this all really fits into the conversation beautifully. How we have those conversations and how we hold ourselves during those conversations can end up being a win-win in, in that she would be placed in, in a role that best suited to her or in our business, that person. Sometimes it may be just coming to that agreement and being there to say, well, look, we will support you in any way we can, but this is not the right opportunity for you at this stage if we're looking at it from a business point of view. How can, do you find that you have those conversations that you still can value that person, if you will, and even if it means coming to, the, to, to a decision that this is not the best opportunity for you? Because you can do that with, with a level of respect for that other person, isn't it? Can't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for instance, with this particular lady and, and with many others, you know, mm. that's the first thing that I would say to them, to actually reassure them. Just, and I would say often, it'd be just part of my speech. Yes. When, when we do, I said, look, I am for you. Mm. I'm not against you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like I'm not, work, I'm not against you personally. This is not personal, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I totally understand that people actually feel that it's personal. Um, but, uh, again, so... So that's, a, in my speak, I always go back to the fact, you know, like I've had people in the office who were just angry, which happens, mm. especially if you're a leader, you know, that they were angry with some of the things. And I would sit them down and I would say, you know what, I understand your anger, but I'm still for you. I'm not against you. I'm mm. not sitting here, you know, laying down the law, but you need to understand that this is the way that we're going. So you as a person are valuable, but what you're doing is not good. Mm. So, you know, so the, the trick I've always found, maybe it's simplistic, but uh, as, as I get older, I just simplify things. You know, as a young guy, I used to want to make everything really difficult. Yeah. But w when I get older, I'm thinking, um, I forgot where I was going with that now. Uh, 
That's interesting. That's Just right. lost my you, thought. You, no, no that's, I'll, I'll continue talking and it, that happens yeah, and then it comes back but, to you. you know, I think, I'm thinking, oh, I'm supposed to be this awesome podcaster, <laughs> but I just haven't quite got it all together. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I think it's it, it's talking about this is a topic I think that can often get people in into trouble. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, for me, if, if I'm having a conversation, always, for me, I think it's helpful that I plan it out beforehand. Not what I'm going to say, but at least what is the outcome give them yeah. an opportunity to to have you know express what's going on for them because sometimes as leaders in our business the reason that a team member may not be contributing to the degree that we want is because the expectations haven't been defined clearly yeah. enough and i think opening yeah. up that conversation what can we do for you are there some different tools or training or support that we can give you that that'll enable you to be able to fulfill that role so sometimes it's having that conversation and yeah. if you've gone through that process, then sometimes I think then they realise, oh, okay, no, this is not really the best uh, role suited for me and then find somewhere else. So if you find a process that works for you as you're having that conversation, because sometimes you don't want to get um, tied up, not saying tied up in their emotion, but you, you do need to have a degree as a leader in your business or having that conversation that you do direct that conversation and to have that outcome that you 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 want, what have you found helps for yeah. you? Yeah. So so one of the things that uh, that I found incredibly important, uh, and and more so as you get older, um, although I'm not old yet, yeah. it's just my body feels old sometimes. But it's that um, the vision or where you want to go is actually at the forefront. The reason that you're having the confrontation in the first place is mm. because, right? Yes. So we need to confront because we're going a certain way and this person's going a different way, mm. you know? And so that is always in my mind. And the person knows that as well. The person yes. knows that the vision, I'm quite visionary, you know? And mm. so I, I like to, I like to tell stories. I like to, so that people, you know, it's not just information. Information, if it's not acted on, is dead anyway. It yeah. means nothing, you know, just by telling people stuff. Yeah. I found is not always the fruitful. They actually need to feel and they need to connect. Mm. And so the, the first thing is that you've got to have that connection. Yeah. So with the confrontation, I have found that the more I'm connected to that person previous, or prior to the confrontation, the more connected I am, the better the outcome. Mm. Because in the end, we're still dealing with people. It all comes down to that. Yes. Uh, even the vision, uh, we may want to go somewhere, but the reality, especially in church and not for profit and also in business, we're dealing with, actually, we're dealing with people first. Mm. Yes. And that's why we value them. Now, if you have that atmosphere, confrontation is doable if it's all about figures flow charts uh, uh you know kpis all, all that sort of stuff if it's all about that it mm. becomes depersonalized and i'm not like that so my character is not like that i'm mm -hmm. not like a, a super admin sort of person i like to connect yes you know yeah. and so 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 through confrontation is first of all i've got to be secure then secondly i've got to be able to connect and have that connection with the person so that they know Mm. they know that 
my best interest for them are for them, but it's also for the church or for the business. Yes, yeah. So they need, so I need to understand, yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely understand that what you're saying. And I think yeah, um, if, if you're thinking about in the sense of a business, if that person, after the discussion, we find that it's not a great fit, then the person will leave. But in a case of a church, not actually, you'll be seeing them sitting in the pew or exactly. might be sitting next to them in the pew. So the relationship exactly. needs to, to go on. And I think when you go with the outcome um, that whatever happens, whether they remain in the role or not, that the relationship comes first, that person is valued no matter what the outcome because they could certainly um, use their skills and their gifts in another area in the church. And I think when you go with that mindset and not to blame, not to, to shame or anything like that, exactly. I think that that environment and that intention creates the opportunity to have further conversation yep. because often when there is a disagreement, it may be because there is misunderstanding, that the conversation hasn't allowed the other person to, to share their thoughts. Yep. Have you found that as well, that if you don't allow um, uh, uh, them to, to respond or, or share what's going on for them, that they just don't feel heard? Sometimes that people just want to feel heard, don't they, and respected, right. and then you can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had, um, again, in some situations, we had people, wasn't uh, through my lack of openness, it was just uh, they kind of had made up their mind that they didn't want a confrontation. So this, mm. that's it. That's the flip side. Yes. So they didn't want it. So they, and, and I'm actually chasing them. People, we are such interesting beings, it's, aren't we? Look, I, you know, I, <laughs> I have. Uh, I was thinking to myself the other day. It is. I'm just constantly amazed the length at which people will go to to have their own way. Mm. Yeah, and I understand it's basic human nature, but this is a Christian podcast. Yes. So there is a sense where we lay aside. Mm -hmm. You know, I've taken over churches where we had to take maybe ten or twenty thousand dollar pay cut. Yeah. from the previous place. So why would you do that? I've got four, you know, tagging two or mm. four kids. I've got four kids now, but, yeah. you know, that time we were just tagging two kids along, you know, like, why do you do that? Mm. You know, why, why, you know? Yes. So, um, so yeah, so we found the flip side of that is that people say, no, we don't want to, and they will just go full bore their own way. I've had people in my lounge room saying, you should not be the pastor, I'm the pastor. And I said, well, look, if that's the case, you know, I mean, it's just yeah, craziness. Yeah. The length that people will go to to actually have their own way. And that's why confrontation is so incredibly important. So as mm. long as they feel exactly as you said, as long as they feel that they're in an environment where they're accepted, mm -hmm. where they are heard and where they are valued, mm. that's really where you'll get the fruit. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm reminded of with, through the conversations that I've had on this podcast, Robert, is that sometimes the conversation that we are having with someone is not necessary, and, and the way they react is not necessarily that situation right now, but a situation that they have never been able to resolve from years previous. Exactly. And they're having a conversation they never had with their dad, their whatever, their yeah. teacher or brother or sister, whatever. And I think when we realize that, then that can allow us to not react back because that's when we have conflict starting. 
And I think everyone exactly. reacts with the, 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 the resources available to them. And if we don't take it personally, but actually hold our space and say, hmm, that's interesting. This is what I found really helpful. Interesting that uh, you should respond that way. What's going on? And sometimes yeah. just having that conversation, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that can then allow for some healing to go, um, you know, through for them. Because I think what's a great reminder here, and you've said this um, so, so true, that as Christians, even Christian entrepreneurs or even in, in our church uh, life, is that we are ambassadors of Christ. So every action, every interaction, every everything that we do and say is yep. showing to others who Christ is. And so we need to be so careful in what we do and say that it doesn't turn people off. Because I've had friends of mine, or colleagues I should say, who have been turned off unfortunately because of situations that have gone on in the church environment who now yep. have turned their back to Christ. And it's kind of like, you know, we don't want to be... Um, creating an environment that has people to, turning exactly. away and saying, you know what, if that is what who Jesus is, then I want none of that. Yep. And we don't want to be standing at the throne at, you know, in judgment and say, well, you weren't a very good example of, of me. And our That's actions right. and our conversations can certainly uh, in, impact that, yes? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, I remember um, when I was a young man, just maybe to respond to that, mm. is that as as when I was younger, you know, you get your ideas about who God is, mm -hmm. and uh, because I was born up, uh, brought up in a very um, in your face Dutch kind of way. Yeah. The Gereformeerde yeah. Kerk. Yeah. So yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens is, is that, and especially because dad was a bit of a perfectionist and he says, no, you can do better, you can better. Mm. So you've got this perfectionism. So, so you get all these, so as a young man, I just was kicking myself all the time because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. But the, the flip side of that is you do it with other people as well. Yes. And so you begin to judge them. Mm. And so, and that's actually uh, very prevalent or has been very prevalent in the church where, where we judge people, you mm. know, based on their behavior, based on their looks, but, you know, and it's just a, a madness sometimes in the churches that goes on. Mm. What I began to discover is that especially through the India uh, initiatives and different things that we got into is that, that C.S. Lewis put it like this. He says, God can't be a figment of my imagination because he's not at all as I imagine him to be. Mm. So God's actually a lot nicer than we think. Mm. A lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So when you discover that for yourself, you know, then you don't kick yourself so much because I'm a perfectionist. I, I'm intense. You know, I'll go a hundred miles an hour. If I believe in something, I'll go just gung ho, you know, mm. which sort of had, you know, my own problems there over the years, you know, where you burn out and where you just need mm. time, time out. But the, the good thing about that is, is that when you discover how good God is mm. and how he values you, see, if I could just say this real quickly, mm. if, if, if I say to a, a, a Christian brother or sister, if I say, or even to you, I said, look, uh, you're a sister. So I said, I love you, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a word that is so used, right? Yes. But if I say to you, I value you, mm. I value that you're taking the time for this podcast. I value that you've taken enough interest in me. I value you as a person has got a complete, because if I value something, I will look after it. Mm. Yes. And that's how God does it. So he values us. 
yeah. as we know. And so when we know we value, then we can say, hey, I value you. We need to confront. Mm -hmm. We need to sort out some issues. But you know what? I'm for you. I'm with you. I'm standing beside you. We just need to sort this thing out. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, wise in insights there. And I think, you know, when we take that approach and we realise, I love the way that you said um, how we serve a, a good, good God, and he does. And I think, you know, when we realise that and how, how much compassion uh, he has and you know he craves time with us you know certainly then we can be and, and show compassion to others you know as Christ has shown compassion to us and sometimes that all is all it takes you know I I'll give you an I'll give you a quick example and then I'll ask mm -hmm. how people can get in contact yeah. with you but I remember uh, we had to do a mock example when I was studying HR you know but more around the uh, the law side of things and when organizations were doing the wrong things and we would need to go and negotiate uh, recompense and I remember having the whole argument and what we what they did wrong and and how much in dollar value we sat at the table and I was ready and had it all planned out and they, they this is what they said they said we've got reviewed the notes and we were wrong apologize and we want to come to an amicable agreement what is it that uh, we can do to move forward? And I was floored. I just went, um, hadn't planned for that one. It completely yeah. that that let's come to agreement. And and yep. basically it was like, oh, okay. And then within five minutes it was all done and dusted. When someone does that approach, when you do that to someone else, it is so different and so like, wow, they actually value me. And exactly what you just said, the outcome that you can generate is is uh, far greater than what you could have hoped to if you come through with that confrontation that I'm going to win no matter what, you know, kind of yeah. prideful, arrogant attitude, which we know gets gets us nowhere because it just causes a confrontation on the other side, the other party, and, and no one wins, That's uh, right. unfortunately. So, uh, That's yeah. Right. So that was my example. So share a little bit, Robert. How can people find out more about uh, the work that you're doing, particularly um, with the initiative? What's the best way to connect with you? Best way still just through email. Yes. Uh, just info at robertcommander.com.au. Fabulous. Um, or just the website. Yes. So you can contact that way or Facebook. You know, yeah. if you type in my name, it'll come up because I've got a few Facebook pages. Yeah. Um, so if people do want to be involved uh, with India, you yes. know, I mean, they can do that. Fabulous. One of the things yeah. that I'm doing for all of my guests, uh, Robert, is just at the end of uh, the show is just to say a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Of course you can. Absolutely. Fantastic. Father yeah. God, thank you for an opportunity that uh, we had today and to speak to Robert and to learn about uh, the projects and the, um, yeah, the support and the ministry that he has been doing over the last 20 years in India. Father, we're reminded as uh, you know, Christian entrepreneurs who are in Western uh, countries that uh, we are so blessed. And sometimes, Lord, we can be complaining about things where when we look and take a step back and, and really see where our brothers and sisters or other people in the world, what they are struggling with, Lord, uh, we're just reminded on uh, just how many blessings we have. Father, we just continue mm -hmm. to ask for your blessing and your favour on all of the projects that are going on in India, Father. May um, they continue just to increase and increase and all the while just bringing the name of
of Jesus, on the, the, the tongues of others, that they too can uh, glorify and honour your name. Father, we just want to thank you for uh, just a conversation that we've had today around confrontation. Lord, there are so many people who uh, are doing great works, yet uh, we are blocking the the ministries and the opportunities that uh, that really can be generated through those projects because of the fact that we are not having conversations that we should be having we're not praying and leaning into you and and ha how we're having our conversations so we just want to pray for the people who are listening and who are viewing today's recording that they can uh, become more mindful of what they're saying how they're saying that so that we can continue to value each and every person who is involved in our business and in our ministry because ultimately at the end of the day lord it's all about honoring and glorifying you and we ask this in the precious name of jesus amen mm. amen thank you so much robert for the continued work uh for diving into okay. this conversation uh confrontation <laughs> is often something that we tend to to shy away from or but as you say if we're not talking about that elephant in the room it is going to get to the size where we no one can move around it anymore and better to be able exactly. to approach it when uh, we can do so but with love and with compassion as we know christ would have done we need to just turn to the bible and how jesus was able to talk about some pretty confronting topics but he always came from it with love didn't he um yeah. as he spoke even if it was very difficult but it was never blame shame and that's what the enemy does and uh, so we're reminded on how jesus approached his conversations even the most difficult ones uh, so thanks for coming on the show oh, thank you for having me it's just been an absolute pleasure loved it right so did i all the best you've been listening to the christian entrepreneurs podcast brought to you by be the difference movement.com changing the world one message at a time do you feel called to influence real change with your message join our supportive community of like-minded influencers thought leaders and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com that's be the difference movement.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.